0: Thank you so much for checking out the Connect Church podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired by this week's sermon. So let's jump right in and check out this week's message. Uh, Thank you so much for being here this morning. Pastor Anthony is uh, celebrating spring break with his family uh, and some much-needed R&R, and so we are so grateful, and you guys get me, all right? And so we're going to get Oh, okay, thank you. Hey, Mom, thank you. All right. Uh, No, we're so grateful this morning. I want to take a moment just briefly... Hey, thank you so much for those of you who have uh, written or... See, listen, my arms aren't that big. I couldn't do that. And so, um, and so we tell them be gentle with stuff. And so... Um that's so funny. Uh, so thank you guys so much for uh, your kind words and things you've done for, for my mama. She had a complete shoulder replacement this past week, which that's fun, and uh, it's been wonderful. And she everything went good. They said it was bad, but everything's gone good, and uh, she is at home on all sorts of medicine, and so uh, which has been really really fun. And so you think daylight savings time is hard, right? Uh, imagine having to do it and having to give your mother medicine at all hours of the night, uh, waking up, and you're delusional, she's delusional. And she keeps looking at me going, are you going to go play racquetball? I'm like, mom, what are you talking about? And I woke up this morning, no joke, she was watching Spongebob. And uh, my mom doesn't know anything about Spongebob, but she was watching it. And, uh, and that's what was happening about 4 a.m. And so she uh, she's doing well. So thank you for all the uh, kind gifts and all the, uh, all the food that you guys have brought and... Uh, Anyways, it's been really great. And so uh, thank you guys so much for that. That's actually where I go right after this is to flip her out. She's gonna I mean, be horrified when I walk through the door. She's like, and, and she's probably watching Gumby or something. And she's like, what are you doing here? What's happened? Who's hurt? And I'm like, mom, you are, you're hurt. And so uh, anyways, thank you again. This morning, as we're going to continue on in our "Ask Me a Question" series, um, as we uh, continue on in this, last week was heavy in the idea that there's 3.2 billion people on the planet that don't know Jesus, uh, that have never heard His name, they're unreached people, and that's hard and that's heavy. Uh, but I want to encourage it that this morning we're going to talk about something that's not really fun to talk about. Uh, that's why you don't hear it talked about a lot because it kind of makes us uncomfortable and uh, it, it's hard. if uh, it, It's something that we all go through, whether you're a child, you never think about it. If you're a teenager, you deny it. If you're in your 20s, you, you, with everything in your body, try to live in denial of it. But when you get into your 30s, it's something that is ever-present. So um, this morning, there we go, this morning, um, the question that we continue to answer is, what does the Bible say about what happens to us when we die? And the second part of that is, do we become angels? Because these questions are coupled together. They want to know, hey, what happens? And that's why that question comes up is, do, do we become angels? What, what in the world happens? Most of us don't really know, right? We, we, have, different, uh, we have different maybe ideas, but, but a really firm conviction we, we don't have. And this is hard. This is a question that comes up. There's a great Bible study tool. So uh, for those of you, listen, if you're a believer in the room, uh, the the Bible's really one of those mandatory things. If you're going to grow in Christ, it's going to be found there. Uh, But it can be difficult to understand. There's a great tool called uh, gotquestions.org. If you've got notes, write that down. okay? Or you can go to the resource Bible study tool tab of our church center app or Uh, infocc.org. Gotquestions.org, they've got an app and everything. Uh, it's a website completely devoted to answering questions for believers. Um, you can go and say, uh, "What kind of cross did Jesus die on?" What was the tree made out of? Is Billy Graham still alive? And it will say, "No, but here's everything you need to know about Billy Graham." Uh, uh, did when Moses split the Red Sea, did it just stop or did it split? I mean, questions you go, I've never even thought about it. Um, and, and who's this person in the Bible? And i give you a whole biography. And it gives you all these different questions. How can I be saved? Uh, if I go to church, am I saved? All these different questions. Over 700,000 questions they have answered on this, on this website. Over 700,000. This is the 10th most popular question. Because it matters. For some of us in this room, when we talk about death... And what happens after death? For some of you in this room, it builds up within you an anxiety that you can't even comprehend. Uh, it is a fearful thing. Death horrifies you. It is it is scary to think about and it is overwhelming to say the least. And for some of us in this room, we don't care. Uh, we are living for this life right now and we, are, we would rather ignore it uh, because if we just ignore it and get to it later, we don't have to worry about it now. But we must answer this. I love what one writer said when thinking about Christianity. He wrote that no philosophy that cannot make sense of death can make sense of life either. No one's living will be right until these truths about death are anchored in his or her heart. It is, it is good for us to speak on death and to talk about death and what happens. Because if we are not careful, we will live this life never giving thought or being so overwhelmed that we, ever, we never go near the thought of what happens after these at most 100 years on this planet are over. And if we look in light of eternity, it will change the way that we live if we allow the Lord through the power of the Spirit to change it in our lives. And so we look at what happens when we die. And this is a common question of uh, do we become angels? That's a, that's a common question. And you know why? Because most of us got our theology from Tom and Jerry, didn't we? Right? Uh, so Tom and Jerry died constantly. I've never seen two people die and come back. Lazarus really got in whiplash, right? Uh, that They die and come back almost every single episode also. How gruesome. Uh, did we watch these cat, this cat and, cat and mouse die almost every single week as children? No wonder we have issues. And so uh, they die. And what would happen? They would die, and they would levitate out of their bodies, right? They would levitate out of their bodies. They would have wings and a, and a halo, and they would, they would go and sit on a cloud all day, right? That's what they did. That's what we were taught as children from those, those great theologians, Tom and Jerry, as children. And they missed it. And thank goodness. Why? Because it is far better for the believer when we learn about what we do when we die. In, in short, do we become angels? No. We do not. But let me tell you about angels. Because angels are cool. They're awesome. And we don't become them. Okay? And so let's, let's take a look. We're going to look through this. Now let me tell you something. I've got a lot of things and I've got some scripture, scripture references. I talk far too fast for any of you to keep up. And I understand this. I'm going to be clicking through this, and you're not going to catch a single thing. But like one very smart man in the last service step, he came up, didn't say where, gave me his email, and said, send them to me. All right, great. You can do that. Have them ready, okay? Uh, And I will email those out to you, okay? Uh, And so let's look at angels. Let's see where they are, okay? So... First, we see that they are created beings. They just didn't exist. They're not, uh, they're not from everlasting to everlasting. They did not exist before God or, they, or uh, they've been forever with God. They were created. They are intelligent. They're smart. Uh, they're, they're smart. They long to know more. First Peter tells us that they look down on the, what's happening on the earth and they're intrigued by what's happening. Uh, they show emotion. They can, be, uh, they can be angry. They can be sad, but they can rejoice with the salvation of one person who comes to know Jesus. They have a will. We know this, that they uh, can be blameless, that they follow the Lord and they, they sing holy and they serve the Lord. But we know this in Revelation, that when, uh, when it, this, the depiction of when Satan fell from heaven heaven, that it says, that it refers to him as this great serpent or dragon, that he took down a third of the stars. And this is imagery linking uh, that a third of the angels, which now we would call them evil spirits or demons, were taken away and were cast down with Satan to the earth. And so they had a choice. It wasn't that he forced them, rather that he coerced them, just very similarly like he does you and I, where he said, no, no, hey, listen, hey, hey, you know, God, let's take it. I think we can take it. I think we take the throne, we can do better. I think we know better. Come on, let's go. And he got a third of the angels to follow after him. And they were cast down. And so uh, they, they, they had the choice, stay faithful to the Lord or sin. And they chose, uh, some chose to stay faithful, some chose not to. So they, they have a will. Uh, angels are spirit beings, even though that they do inhabit bodies occasionally, right? We see them show up on the scene, and uh, they show up, and they have physical bodies, and we see that, okay? But they're spiritual beings. They are uh, reverent. The highest uh, activity of angels is the worship of God. They worship well. Uh, they praise God. They worship worship God. They rejoice in what God does. They serve God. They appear before God. They bring answers to prayer. They aid in winning people to the, people to Christ. They aid in that it's not like okay, well goodness, gracious, thank goodness. I should let the angel win my neighbor, okay? They aid, they help out, they make, they make opportunities happen. They observe Christian order, work, and suffering. They encourage in times of danger. They care for the righteous at the time of death. They are low, uh, we are lower temporarily, but we judge them in the end. Meaning this is that uh, even physically, we are lower than them now, but positionally, because of who we are in Christ and what the Bible tells us, one day we will sit in judgment over those fallen angels. Angels, and so we are higher than the angels, and they are instruments of God's judgment. Oftentimes, you see this in the plagues of uh, in Egypt, and you also see these in the last days. I want to share something with you. For us to be angels would not be a great thing; it would be a demotion for us. They're awesome, but listen, angels at their most are servants, and for you and I, if you are in Christ Jesus, we are sons and daughters. Angels are cool. They help you out in baseball games, right? Angels in the outfield, they help you out in baseball games. But we are sons and daughters. As we talk about this this morning, you and I, if we are not careful, are going to be manipulated by the enemy into thinking well, everybody goes to heaven. Tom and Jerry didn't even call on the name of the Lord for salvation. They were murderers, and they got to go with nothing. They were just probably better than it. And we have this misunderstanding of what happens to us after we die. And because of a misunderstanding like that, many of us, many of us in this room are ineffective for the gospel because we are living for today and not in light of eternity So as we get into this, we need to press in and we need to get into what the Bible says so that we can have a good understanding of death so that we may, for the short amount of time, some of us have have dozens and dozens of years left, some of us have days, some of us have weeks, we have no guarantee, but that for the rest of the time allotted for us on this planet, we would make much of Jesus. And so, We look in and we say, what happens to us when we die? Uh, First, let's look at the believer. Uh, Believers in the room, this is what happens to us when we die. And this is good. This is supposed to encourage you. Uh, In a life and a time where you look at the news and it's horrifying and there's death everywhere, it seems like more and more that the way of life in which we live and the Jesus we serve is hate speech in the world around us. Uh, What does it look like when we die? Well, the Bible would, would say this. Uh, in 2 Corinthians 5, 6 through 8, it says, uh, so we are always of good courage. We know that while we are home in the body, we are away from the Lord, okay? Meaning, not, not saying that we're not near the presence of God because the presence of God dwells in us. When we and I give our lives to Jesus, this Holy Spirit enters into us and we become the very temple of God's presence with us. And he seals us, meaning this, it never leaves us when we're in Christ Jesus. So his presence is here, but it's one of those things where it's like, the now and the the not yet. He's here in us now, but we're not in his presence where we're gazing upon his face quite yet. We're here. It goes on to say, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we'll make it our aim to please him. I want to encourage you in something. Here's what we know to be true. That when we die, we are with the Lord. So for a believer who's in Christ who dies, you are in the presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that alone, listen, streets of gold and crystal seas and gates and all, listen, and and giant feasts, that's all good. But we're with Jesus and believers no matter what happens, no matter what this life can throw at us. And listen, listen with Jesus, which is great news for us. Uh, Paul would continue to write to the church at Philippi, and he'd say this, I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for it is far better. Church, can I just encourage you this morning? Um, We live in the greatest county in uh, the world. Uh, hands down, we live in the greatest county. Uh, it's incredible. Last Yesterday, my kids got to play in the snow and sled, and we could go and, and go to splash country in two days, and it'd be too hot, right? That's where we live. I mean, who like, God has created this place. I can go to Paladines and eat until I'm un, unbelievably uh, like sick to my stomach, and then I can go hike 11 miles in the most beautiful place where I don't see or hear anybody else, then go throw an ax, okay? I can do all that here. Uh, it's the greatest place ever, right? It's the greatest place. ever. It's a great place to live. Man, I, I love where we live. And here's the thing. Uh, in our American dream and in our culture, we can get, we can get uh, discombobulated into thinking, oh man, this is the best place ever. I mean, I'd love to go to heaven, but I don't want to go now. Believer, let me encourage you that to be with Christ Jesus is far greater than anything severe County has to offer, than all the greatest riches of this world, anything. Listen, we have a great hope in Christ Jesus ahead of us. Church family, we have an eternity that goes, that's far better than the 77 average years we spend on this planet. Man, we have, man, it's beautiful. The, the place he's prepared for us is phenomenal. And we, listen, for all of eternity, we will sing his praises for how awesome and glorious he is. We know this, that when we die, that our soul departs from our body, okay? So our soul departs from our body because our bodies aren't immediately taken to heaven or the open caskets would be weird, right? Because they just wouldn't be, nobody would be there. And so, uh, so uh, our bodies stay here, but if we're present with the Lord, how does, how does that happen? And so our bodies would stay here and they would sleep, Right? They would, they would, they would, they're dead. And so our souls, we are with the Lord. And you go, well, in that state, what, what are we? Are we just like a glowing ball or like, what are we? Well, we know this, that uh, Moses and Elijah appeared on the mountain of transfiguration with Jesus and they weren't in their glorified bodies yet because the Lord hasn't returned. And so what, what, what happened? They looked up and they saw and they saw Moses and Elijah, and you could tell them, you could see them, right? You could see them, and you could see what they looked like, and they were recognizable. So they knew it was Moses and Elijah. And so uh, you separate from your body, and you go, and you are, you are with the Lord. But you know what happens is that uh, the Bible would tell us this, is that one day God's going to make everything new, and we'll get to that later. He's going to make everything new. He's going to have a new heaven and a new earth, and that Jesus is going to come back. And when he does, there's going to be, uh, 1 Thessalonians would tell us that there's going to be this coming together of our bodies and a resurrection in our soul, and we're going to go back into them. And we're going to have glorified bodies. It's going to be awesome. And we won't even have to do a weight loss and wellness thing. Thank you, guys. But, I mean, like, like I get it. Like, we're not going to have to do that. Uh, it's just going to be glorified. And I hope all of you look like me, okay? And I hope they're like, no, you know what? That other way was not the best way dad bod is totally the exact way you're supposed to be. That would be super encouraging for me. And so uh, we're going to have glorified bodies with no more sickness, uh, no more death. No, no, it's going to be awesome, right? And then Jesus comes back and he establishes this kingdom on earth and forever and ever we live in God's kingdom. That's our future. And that should bring great joy. And that should bring great rejoicing. And that should take the minuscule frustrations of life and the things that seem so overwhelming right now and should, in, in the light of eternity, man, we should live differently, shouldn't we? I mean, I got 70 years in this place. And I'm out, right? And forever and ever we will be with Jesus. What a, what, a, what a source of great hope. What a source of great joy. And you know what? The enemy would want us to stop there. And go, man, whew, I cannot wait. Man, I'm, gonna, I'm saved. I get to be with Jesus forever. Man, I can't wait. Man, I just, me and my personal Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, all together for all eternity. I cannot wait. And he would love for us to be, listen, he doesn't mind if we think about heaven. He doesn't like. He doesn't even mind right now. Listen, here I lost us when Jesus saved us, and so he doesn't even mind if we if we rejoice that we've been saved and we get to be forever with Jesus. It's when we go tell other people that that he gets uncomfortable, because here's what he would love for us to do: is for us to dwell on the fact that we will be with Jesus, when the stark reality is is that we are both, we are all spiritual beings, and that we will end up somewhere, someplace. And he would love for us to focus on ourselves and never look at the flip side of the coin. Because here's the thing. When we don't talk about hell, right? When we don't talk about hell because it's uncomfortable and it's not attractive to the, to the American Jesus who just loves everybody and everybody gets to go to heaven, right? Everybody just gets to go to heaven because we're Americans and we're better than everybody, right? And we're just good people. And like, we're just kind. But when you and I live that way, that's why it's, under, it's, a good, it's good for us to have a good understanding of death biblically. Because if we don't, we're going to be ineffective for the gospel and the enemy will be pleased with the lives that we live. Because we're going to be ineffective for stealing from, from him the people who go to hell. And so we have to look at the other side of the coin. For those who have not placed their faith and trust in Jesus and surrendered their lives to him, death means everlasting punishment it is immediate placement church we cannot be fooled there are false theologies surrounding us that, that go now listen i may, you know, they may have been a jerk here and they may have not given their lives to jesus but you know our god is the god of second chances and so when they die they're going to get another chance to give their lives to jesus that is not true and that is a lie from the very pits of hell and that sues the Christian to go, no, I don't need to share the gospel. We're going to pray for them. And then after we pray for them, they're going to get to go to heaven. It's going it's to scare them straight in hell. They're going to go there just like when we put our kids in the juvenile detention center and go, hey, scare them so that they do their chores at home. Same deal. We're going to go and they're going to they're scare them in hell and they're going to go, oh, you're right, man. Oh, no, Jesus, you're Lord. Let me, and they're going to go, oh, come on, buddy. See, that's what you just need. That's not true. That is a dangerous theology that may make us feel better at night, but is false. To deny Christ in the lives that we have here on earth is to reject salvation forever once death hits. There is no second chance after death Happens, We are done. Listen, if you don't believe me, look at the rich man and Lazarus in Luke chapter 16, verses 22 through 24. We know this, that the poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried and in Hades, okay? So, I mean, there's not like, and then like five days, I know. In Hades... He was being in torment. He lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And I want us to look at this this morning. He says this, and he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am in anguish in this flame. Listen, if there's anybody who post-death Good would go. No, no, listen. I changed my mind. I want Jesus. I want Jesus. I'll do it. Whatever. I'll give him my life. I'll give my soul. Whatever. It would have been this guy. And Abraham looks at him and says, There's been a chasm fixed. You cannot come to us, and we cannot come to you. Church, it is final. And you and I don't like to think about it and and, and it overwhelms us to even give it the time of day in our thoughts. And if if we were to give it the time and the consideration, it would bring us to our knees. One, in gratitude, saying, God, thank you. God, thank you. Thank you for Jesus. God, thank you for the cross. God, thank you for the grave and the resurrection that took away my sin. God, thank you for the Sunday school teacher that shared Jesus, or my brother, my parent, or my pastor. God, thank you for Jesus. God, thank you for Jesus. But it should also go, oh God, help me. There's others that don't know. There's people that don't know, and listen, and we were talking about this in the first service, and listen, I was just talking. And all of a sudden, I'm putting pieces together going, maybe there's not a mistake here. That Pastor Anthony talks about last week the 3.2 billion people who don't know Jesus and how they must know, and then we're talking this. We're answering your your, your, your top questions. That's what we're answering. Church, let me be honest with you. You and I don't like thinking of hell. It's horrifying. And you go, well, you're going you're gonna to try to scare the hell out of us, aren't you? Right? This is just what you're going to do. You just want to scare us so we follow Jesus. No, 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 listen, listen. Jesus is far greater. I want you to follow Jesus because Jesus is incredible. But let me tell you something. Those who do not follow Jesus spend forever here. And if you think this is bad, what the rich man went through, that's just the first death. For all eternity, we see this in Revelation 20. Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. From his presence, earth and sky fled away, and no place was found for them. Standing before the throne and books were opened, then another book was opened, which is the book of life, believers, for you who have given your life to Jesus, in that book in permanent marker is your name, which should bring great joy and comfort. And the, and the dead were judged by what was written in the books According to what? in the sea gave up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades gave up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one, uh, according to what they had done. And listen to this. And then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. So it gets worse. And if anyone's name is not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Church, listen. If you and I are not careful, and here's the scheme of the enemy, can I just tell it to you? What you and I have been buying into and what he has gotten over, she's like, nah, I'm not addicted to this. I, I don't have a pornography issue. Listen, my marriage is good. I've got this, I've got this. The enemy's not done nothing to me. His schemes don't work. I outsmarted him. We didn't. Because you know what most of us have done? Is we've lived this life, and even if, we say, even, even if we say, no, we wouldn't live this life, we don't believe this, our actions show it. It's like the last two weeks with Pastor Anthony's message on the, on the lostness of the world, and then we talk about hell. It's like this moment for us where we're beginning to wake up. And here's the thing. My mom has been, you know, she's been having this, this shoulder surgery, and we give her this oxycodone every 14 minutes, it feels like. That's great stuff. And because it makes her nose it, she has to take a Benadryl. So you know what I want to do? Hey, Mom, listen. Hey, Tennessee game's on. I can't, I can't you know, be helping you the whole time. Here, take this. And then she just goes to sleep. It's incredible. Uh, and, and no, listen, we, she does this. And she takes this medicine, makes her all groggy, and she falls asleep. And she's in and out. Keep, you know, like I said, we are playing racquetball. And um, uh, Anthony, Anthony's the, my favorite son. And I'm like, what is that? And she just wakes up, these lucid moments. Uh, and then, you know what happens? We just give her that medicine. She's gone again. It's great. It's great. And here's the thing. That's what the enemy does to us. It's these moments of lucidness where you and I would go, like last week. Wait a second. Maybe for the first time. You mean, like I understand there's lost people, but there's 40% of the world's population has never heard the name of Jesus? That there's billions of people who don't know Jesus, and, and I know Jesus, and I know the gospel? And there's countries I've never heard, and I could go. I've got the means. I could sell my house. I could do I could go. I could help fund and support. Man, lostness is prevalent. Man, I, we must do something. Me and my family will do something. And we, we cannot stand for this. God is too good. The gospel is too great. And, and then all the shh, shh shh hey shh. No, hey, shh. no, 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 hey. Get stirred up. I know you get stirred up like this, but shh. Don't you dare buy into that. <laughs> You're not a missionary. That's what missionaries get paid to do. Shh, shh. And you want to give your money to that? No, no, no. Hey, now listen. You remember that trip you want to go on? Don't you worry about that. Hey, hey, shh, shh. Hey, you, no, 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 no. Lostness is not your problem. Hey, that's why you pay your pastors. Hey, shh, 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 You got lost friends in your classroom? Shh, shh, Hey, you' youth pastor in there. Shh, shh. You don't have to worry about that. Hey, don't you ever worry about that. You calm down. Hey, I'll take care. Hey, don't you worry. Just go back to sleep. Don't you you get riled up, okay? You hurt yourself. Just go back to sleep. And all of a sudden, by Monday, you're going, all right, back to me. This week, you go, man... Man, I've been saved by grace and faith in Christ Jesus and and man, I get to live forever and man, what am I doing living for this 70 years? Why am I not living in light of eternity? Why am I not living as a child of God? Why am I not living in light of a king who saved me, following his rules, following his ways to live abundant life here? Why am I not... Fervently going after those who do not know Jesus because the reality of heaven is great and the reality of hell is real. It's there and they will go forever without another chance. They will go to hell. And I'm working with them, I'm married to them, I'm raising them. Man, they must know the gospel and it's got to come from me. I'm not going to wait for my pastor, I'm not going to wait for an evangelist. I'm going to share the gospel. Share. God would never send them to hell. The God, remember, you said God loves them. God would never send them to hell. Don't you? Hey, don't you believe that for one second? God, I know he he said this, but what he meant was they probably did a lot of good in their lives, and, and I know I, God God will let them in. Don't you worry. Before too long, we are lulled to sleep and one day we get to glory and we stand before the lord and we are just like my mom waking up from that oxycodone we're groggy and we go, "Man, what what happened?" and we hear just like pastor Anthony said, "You wasted your life. You lived a dream that was not my dream for you." Listen, you were not about my kingdom, you were not about my work. You live and celebrated, man, that you get to go to heaven, but you ignore the reality of hell. Has the eternal place that people who do not know me go. It is important for us to have a good understanding of what life looks like after death. For you and I, we are reunited with our body one day, glorified and with Jesus. For those outside of Christ, look at me. They are reunited with their bodies and thrown into a lake of fire forever. This is not preacher talk, this is not a manipulation of scripture. This is reality for those who do not know Jesus. It's reality. So church, what do we do with this? Do we? Listen to this and go, "Oh man, that was good. man, I, man I really I think that was good, but I, you know I'll let that be up to somebody else. What do we do with this, this morning? How do we respond to this, this morning? Church, we as believers should rejoice greatly and live with great urgency. We cannot be fooled into thinking, the gospel is good for me and I'm just gonna revel in my safeness. And I'm just going to store up like a jar of water all the the goodness of God and all the excitement for heaven. But rather, church, we must accept and glorify God all the while begging and pleading with others to come with us. There's a lot of friends and family here. Listen, you can't save anybody. Goodness gracious, you couldn't even save yourself. That's why Jesus had to come. You can't save yourself. But a lot of our friends and family members and our coworkers, our bosses, our coaches, are going to step into hell without anybody grabbing at their ankles trying to get them to stop. They're going to walk in without a single person trying to stand in their way. Church family, there are people who are outside of these walls today that we are going to interact with who can walk in to hell without any obstruction, May that not be the case for us who believe what the Bible says about what happens to somebody after they die. We cannot live that way in light of eternity that Christ has given us. We cannot be okay with it. But rather, we fight with everything we've got, with every tool in our belt. And if they still choose to reject Christ... So be it. But it will not be without us with, with knees on the floor praying, grasping with everything we can to win them to Jesus. Let's make it a whole lot harder for people to go to hell. Let's make it a whole lot harder for people to step into eternity without Jesus. So what do we do? I want to pray for us. Just in this moment, I want to pray for us. And I want to read a scripture over us. And so with everybody, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I want to read this for us. Also, he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. For he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha, I am the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of water of life without payment. Father, in Jesus' name, right now, where we're at. God, I pray right now for every believer in this room. God, I pray right now as the enemy is crafty and he is good with words. And he is good at lulling us to sleep. And for some of us, for some time, Father, we've been asleep spiritually. We've given our lives to you and we're content with our own going to heaven and our own redemption and we couldn't care less about those around us. Father, change that in us today. God, open our eyes. Give us lucid thoughts and ideas and knowledge and awareness. God, keep us alert to the lostness around us. God let us be ever more aware today of eternity knowing God that you God that you have been clear God let us not buy into a false theology or a false doctrine that says you're just going to save everybody but rather God let us trust that you alone are the only way to God and God that we would seek with all of our might with a reckless abandon seeking to make much of you, sharing the gospel, and God, doing everything we can that when we meet you one day, that glorious day that is far better, that we do not come empty-handed. God, let, us, let it be said of our lives that we cared for the lost, that we did not ignore hell or the people that are going there. But God, we would see all those as spiritual beings, eternal beings, we'd see everybody as an eternal being destined for some place. God, we love you and we're thankful for you. Again, for checking out our podcast, be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on our services. If you'd like to give to support our ministry, you can do that at our website. That's connectchurchpf.com. Hope you enjoyed and have a great week.